Chris. Chris. What? I'm actually in a good mood today. Glad one of us is. I sold a house, and that's exciting. Yeah, you, you're rich, that's why. You sold the house and moved into an apartment, which is not when you usually like you sell a house and use the money you made to buy another house. You have money in your bank account. But why do that when I can take a vacation? You're taking three vacations, I thought. Greece, San Francisco. Technically, San Francisco isn't a vacation. I'm going to see my brother. Okay, frightening piece of info for everybody out there. Steven is a twin. Yeah. If He's it not wasn't... quite as good at this game as I am. <laughs> if it wasn't bad enough that there's one of them, there's another one out there. And then I'm going to Thailand. Which is fucking awesome. I am so jealous about this. I am going to get fat off food. Fat or off food. Just send pictures of food so I can yell at my phone. Okay. <laughs> oh, one other piece. Um, even though I just realized I swore, but for a project... For my fourth grade son, they're supposed to be listening to pick and listen to a podcast. So he came home with his little note card and it said, you know, it had the information on listen to a podcast. And he put my dad's podcast like dash. And he's like, I need to I can't remember the name. What's the name? I'm like, um, not sure that's going to work. So I'm going to try and keep it clean. Wait, like the entire class has to listen to it? I think so. That's a horrible decision. <laughs> that is a fantastic decision. Wait, wait, wait. Fuck, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> no, I just... I, okay, when someone tells me not to cuss in front of their children, why do I want to cuss more in front of the children? Like, it wasn't even part of my mind. It's just, oh, I can't? <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah, I mean, you... shit. I mean, I'm sorry, kids. I don't know. I don't think that's a very good idea. And where my kid goes to school, I I might let him. I might just lie and say, yeah, it's fine, and have him listen to it because the little shits that go to his school, they're going to have 28 fucking NPR podcasts about something that a bunch of little kids don't give a shit about. And My daddy listens to the economics of yeah, the world. There'll be one kid, I'm sure, that has like some sort of sports podcast, and then I think my son should put on us swearing our heads off talking about Willow. I think it's good. I mean, the teachers know me, so that's what they'd expect. Uh-huh. Anyways. <laughs> Welcome back to the No Ints Here, the podcast. Uh, the only official... Wait, fuck. Can you get this right once? <laughs> the only official podcast on the Dumpstead Adventures website, which is currently having some issues thanks to Squarespace. Well, the site's actually up. But, that's good. Well, you can't actually get in to edit anything, so I can't go into your articles and put sly little comments in which i don't because i know you'd be angry about that yeah. anyway don't you dare touch my articles i won't it's fantastic uh we are the homebrew information we're putting out there is quality and it's actually very popular so if you haven't had a chance to take a look at it i highly recommend can we call our own homebrew quality well you wrote it so i think i can say your quality and taking it out of the context of the but site isn't in general. quality like at least like with food like mid-tier depends do you like, go to olive garden because that's well, no not no 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 because there's like the, the different versions of food grades and like quality is like mid-tier food oh so you want to be prime not choice correct okay well no 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 because it's like prime choice and then quality is below choice so i would like to be prime or at least choice but not quality i'll give you quality is just like <laughs> like when I... you say something is quality i'm thinking it has a quality. No one knows what it is, but there is a quality. I am going to start grading your homebrews based on the meat rating Alignment scale. Sense. 
come oh okay. meat grading scale runic weapons would definitely be prime huh? i mean that was a Choice fantastic prime cut uh, I, I don't know if you could combine them to make them better but so we can have tiers within the tiers fantastic yeah. alignments and why they're trash <laughs> did i oh I, I guess i should share what i think about alignments real quick so <laughs> i think you just did <laughs> if we were like you know like rating a movie or something and i had like a, a like you know like like the thumbs up thumbs down scale because that's what netflix chooses to do because uh, uh i would put alignments at if you're looking at a clock seven o'clock wow yeah you truly are a <laughs> new 5e player aren't you uh, let's go with 732 on the clock <laughs> <laughs> great uh, i'm glad to see you put the tail in there for that i just i don't think that alignment has much use because people don't flit in and out between their alignment i mean well like people aren't a static alignment all their life they change and they morph and they go through different alignments and maybe one day you know they didn't get their coffee so they're actually chaotic evil whereas <laughs> what are you saying after they get their coffee they you know be, become chaotic good exactly yeah exactly the you can't just pick one and go with it which is <sighs> you're killing me. Well, alignment is actually a very important part of the game just for that reason how it is used is what the problem is mm -hmm. because i have no problem picking an alignment in the beginning of the game you say my character is lawful good yeah i remember um your character you went true neutral and then when you found a cool sword that required a good aligned cleric, you're like, well, I'm good now. You're fucking fault for letting me do it. I mean, otherwise, Strahd would have killed you. And I would have laughed. I shouldn't have killed My point is this. When you start your off... Your alignment changes for you when you feel it's... Your alignment <laughs> changes based on the experiences you have as a character, not as a player, as a character throughout the game. Mm -hmm. And you should use some of that some of the time during the game to talk to your dm about changing your alignment no just but alignment's such a fickle thing and no one ever agrees on i think it's just better to just be like you know what don't be a dick then be whatever character you want this also goes back to article i wrote in february on this exact subject i'm glad you read it yep yeah, so exactly as you <laughs> stare across from me like, what? <laughs> I didn't know you wrote stuff. Every Friday. Yeah. Here's that adventures.com. Here's the... Thanks for the plug. Here's the thing. You owe me five bucks now. Okay. Take it. Just put it on my tab. The concept of alignment... I would like you guys to... <laughs> Let me paint you a picture real quick. He is rubbing his head with a pained expression as he stares at me. It's not all about this. <laughs> I've got other issues. Alignment was very important. When it you first was started. correct, yes. And as things have changed, yeah, it has no meaning. It should have meaning. I blame the fucking Chris Perkinses of the world because they'd rather rather fucking drill down on bullshit rules and take instead of taking one of the core tenets of the game since 1970 fucking four and make it useful and meaningful in five e. Mm -hmm. Not a big. Uh, oh. Not a big Wizards fan. The original version of D&D, according to the Wikipedia, allowed players to choose among three alignments. Lawful, chaotic, and neutral. Actually, they were listed as law, neutrality, and chaos. I'm literally looking right at it because cool. I printed it out of the Wikipedia first... is wrong. Yeah, as usual. Um, stop looking at close. Wikipedia. But no, like, that's cool. I, I actually like that. You know, I think that is a better definition for uh, how your character behaves than, like, lawful evil or chaotic neutral. And I agree with you. And going back to what you were saying in the beginning, it was very important 
based on the race you played. Mm. You could not play, believe it or not. You so could, are you saying that all drow are evil? Basically. In the game, back in 74, and they, were, would like to they were not called human. They were called men. Yeah. Not what we're saying. Don't, don't go there, please. I can already hear the comments. Just quoting straight out of this. What about women? Exactly. You're a dick. If you played a dwarf, an elf, a gnome, or we'll just call it human, you had to be under the law alignment. Really? Yep. It was required. Okay, that's less. It said character types are limited as falls. It's a little weird. Now. Have they never heard of anarchists? Exactly. Now, it goes on to continue to list men under both neutrality and chaos. Okay. But dwarves could only then be neutral. Elves could be neutral. Gnomes could be neutral. Okay, so men could be all three. Right. Your classes we could get be everything. Correct. All right, and good. so could norm, gnomes, elves, and dwarves. But none of them could be chaotic or chaos, okay. except for men. That was it. You, you Are orcs just chaos? Orcs actually fall under both uh, Lawful ne- and neutrality chaos. and chaos. Oh, neutrality? Yeah. Well, I thought like orc society they would have. Mm-hmm. Interesting note in... The Mighty Kobold? The the Mighty Kobold. Kobolds were, huh, shocking chaos. Only chaos. Um, I do find it interesting that some of these are neutral, but that's a story for another day. The original halflings in 74 mm-hmm. were called hobbits. Well, so, yeah, and then they got sued yeah, by much. Tolkien's estate, and they're like, well, they're not actually hobbits. They're halflings. Completely different. Half, short. Yeah, so referring to halflings so we don't get sued. Could only be law. Could only fall into the law. Huh. Weird. I I mean, thinking back to Lord of the Rings, I would say they're more neutral. Neutral than, than anything. I agree oh. with you 100%. I, I don't know the Silmarillion, so may, maybe I'm missing an important part of the lore. I only read the books once, watched the movies a handful of times, but I have read Hobbit multiple times. As many people should. Hobbit's fantastic. Lord of the Rings, if you can make it through two towers, more power to you, because good God does he get bogged down in two towers. Um, with his level one wizard, don't care what you say. Bard. <laughs> Two up and fighting bard. Yep. So that was it. Okay. So there were three very distinct alignments, and that was it. And it was easier. When you get into first edition AD&D, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I know we've argued about that all the time, you start breaking into the two pieces, lawful, and you know, lawful, neutral, and chaotic, and then you can be good, neutral, or evil. Well, so yeah, so AD&D had that, uh, the two-axis system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two-axis is lawful, neutral, chaotic, and then um, what I just said. good, neutral, and evil. Just reminder. Interestingly, though, in uh, fourth edition, it dropped down the number of alignments to only five of them. Lawful good, good, evil, chaotic evil, and unaligned. Mm-hmm. Which is strange. I... You can be lawful and evil at the same time. Yeah. But again, I, and that's my problem with the alignment system all over again is you can be lawful about certain things, evil about certain things, and then chaotic about other things. You know, like you don't go through your life like, oh, I only follow the law. I only do this. Like, right. There it are changes. Certain, exactly. And I don't think that an alignment system makes use of that. Because in the original D&D, if a cleric's alignment changed away from his god, he lost all of his powers. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, like... It it presented challenges. So you had to either decide to be a shitty fighter with no god, or you had to play within the certain confines 
of the game. And that's the thing. If you are playing a character and the character has a set base of things, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to woo this maiden with my two charisma. It doesn't work that way. You don't have a chance doing it. Mm -hmm. That's it. So if you're playing a lawful character... You have to abide by some yeah, basic tenets. I understand that. Or have consequences. That makes for sense for clerics. Now, I, I will say, makes sense back then for the clerics that if they waver from their god's path, the god's like, well, I'm just going to take away all my <laughs> little gifts. Uh, no take backsies. All that fun stuff. Now, the I, I did say that I had a problem with that. I don't actually have a problem with that. That's okay. a very specific way of playing. And I re recognize that. And if you become a cleric and you know full well that if you if you start getting a little murder hobo -y, <laughs> that your god of uh, happiness and light is going to be like, eh, I don't think I'm that into you anymore, <laughs> then there should be consequences right. for that. But then when we come into fifth edition, where you can worship and be a cleric of any god and you don't have to share the same alignment or like anywhere like on the axis like that's that becomes my problem with alignment it's just it's useless it's pointless it's just there because that's what we did in the past and that's a failure of the people that created the game and have made these additions that's on their part and as a dm and a player you should sit down and say here's how we're going to use it now totally within your rights is the end be like we're not going to use it yeah that's like, fine i you know if if you don't like it then that's probably not the right dm for you but i think that it holds a very still holds a very important part if it's used right because again as a player you have to stay within a certain set of rules if you wish to deviate from those rules fine if through your experiences your character's experiences thing comes out yes he's a prince he comes out of goodness and light so he starts off as lawful good and guess what he leaves the confines of his castle and all of a sudden ex is exposed to the real world and is like holy shit or he's like every college student and it's just like woohoo i'm free and just immediately morphs to, to to be chaotic great Talk to your DM and say, yeah, I, my alignment changed. And your DM's going to be like, great. So you can now do X, Y, and Z. And here's some consequences for you that you no longer can do. I think he adds a piece of flavor that you could actually use in the game. But the problem with that is a lot of it is kind of left up to the GM's interpretation. Like, I don't think you're being good anymore, and I'm stripping you of all your powers. Uh, I think that most people would get along with, uh, have a basic definition of good and evil. And and th that's another piece. That leads me into a... a, a because you didn't walk down that one road, you didn't give a coin to that one beggar, now he will die. That's, you are now evil. That's... <laughs> Why did you just say, I hate you as a person, and I dislike your character, so... There was a beggar asking for money. He said, fuck off. Now he's dead. This is the way I can strip your character of all its powers, because you're getting too annoying. Spirit guardians. Yeah. Love spirit. So, and I think the two-tier system works, because it does allow you more flexibility. Because the two-tier system is placing, you know... It, it's two pieces of how a, how you can look as a as a character can look at a world. The first piece, lawful, neutral, and chaotic, is based on ethics. I would argue those are your what you look at for you know your basic tenets and beliefs on how, what your your eth personal ethics are. The good and neutral and evil, good and evil, are your morals, and it's real easy to put in there because you know if you're a highly moral person, yeah, you you. Be good. If you are an immoral person, you'd be 
considered evil, not only by a lot of textbook definitions. If you're amoral, basically you just don't give a fuck, you're neutral. You're looking out, you're like, eh, the world works in mysterious ways and I'm going to go either way. That doesn't make you good or bad, it just makes you amoral. You don't, you don't go either way. And I think that, for me, looking at it that way, it makes a pretty clear cut. I, I, I think that works from a moral standpoint. Now, you can argue ethics all day long. I mean, we could just, fuck, we could go back to fucking ancient Greece and argue ethics based on, you know, different philosophers. You know, I probably probably could with morality, too. But I think that using that system as your moral code and your ethics within the constraints of the society of the world that you're in are how a player should have their character act. And again, if something happens, if something horrible happens, we all go, you know, characters like people go through certain situations where they start looking at their own moral code. Holy shit, I don't want to kill this guy, but if I don't kill him, I'm going to die. That could change your moral code. Yeah, no, I, I I understand the the purpose of a moral code. D and D though doesn't ta- ever talk about how your moral code might change for the betterment. They have like, uh, what was it? No, it's uh, always it's always going from lawful to chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, second edition had the two axis system. Mm-hmm. If you performed too many actions outside your alignment, your alignment could change. Right, and then you were penalized by losing experience points. Like that doesn't. That's a little harsh. <laughs> Uh, third edition might also have had that ruling as well, but like that's, that takes away character and that's kind of the part where I dislike alignments where it's, it takes away the character growth. I, when players ask me, like, I, I'm making a new character. I don't know what their alignment should be. It's like, well, first off it's a line. It, you know what? There's not going to be a pop quiz on this. Yeah, exactly. See, that's your thing. You're like, I don't know what my alignment should be. And because you're like, I don't give a shit about your alignment. You're like, yeah. <laughs> well, like you like pick two or three that, uh, you know, kind of you think shows off your character. It's like, well, I don't know if I'm lawful good or neutral good. And it's just, well, you're probably both then. Yeah. Just, you know, like put both of those in that little box and then never look at that little <laughs> section of your character sheet ever again. It's not that big of a deal. And again, see, I disagree with you. I disagree with you I on that. I think a character goes back and forth between, like, if we're going to stick with this uh, two axis system, goes through probably like two or three of them throughout um you know, it's like, not like their life or like even a day they might uh flip back and forth I between two or three of them. agree with you 100 um it it's not a rigid it's not a stat yeah. it's not it's not strength where you're like eh, i woke up and i feel a little tired today so you're gonna have a negative one strength you didn't have a good night's sleep so <laughs> you have a negative one strength today you shouldn't have gone out drinking all night so you know it's on you um and i agree yeah it fluctuates I'm talking more in a larger sense where, not a day-to-day sense, but when there are big events in a character's life that could change their complete outlook on how they view themselves and maybe how they view the society that they live in. Let's say, I don't know, random example. They live, they're in a city, it's their home base. The ruler is, you know, that they don't even know who the king is. They're just kind of wandering around. And then the king all of a sudden just starts, and th- they're lawful. They're like, we abide by the rules in this city. It's great. You know, this is why we made it our home base, because it's a safe place. And now the king decides to go full psychotic, crazy person, and just starts, I don't know, slaughtering all the firstborn babies, because they're looking for that prophecy child. Would you say that they're lawful evil? The 
so the king now has shifted his alignment, his basic morality. The players have some options. Yeah. If they want to stay in the city and defend the people, I would say they went from lawful. There, that player would shift to almost a chaotic type of alignment. If they are doing things to protect people that are out of the, the rules of society, mm-hmm. yeah, they could stay lawful because they're trying to do good or because they are rebelling against society they could switch to chaotic and start looking out like a chaotic good person by definition at least the definition i use is someone that doesn't follow the rules of society but still tries to do the right thing well did you say that's but i mean in this circumstance they're probably still following most of the rules so would they still be lawful they'd be and that's the issue well yeah they'd be following no ethical rules on alignments like or what they mean because a lot of people be like i'm chaotic neutral which means i can do whatever the fuck i want it's like no Uh, you're focused on your freedom exactly that freedom comes first even if it means you have to do a good or evil deed to make sure you have that freedom yes and we agree on that yeah like it doesn't mean you just go around murdering people (laughs) (laughs) i agree with you 100 percent. they looked at me weird and if a player's doing that then they're wrong yeah they are wrong it's that simple and it's i'm sorry it's on you as the dm to be like yeah you're wrong and the guards come down and you i ended up in jail a lot (laughs) i did a lot of dumb shit well none of it had to do with alignment half the time um but again i think that goes to the dm now again it's up to your game if you don't give a shit about alignment then don't worry about it as a dm you're just like yeah don't ever look at the stop stat box again that's fine but i think that it can be used more as a dm to say great i've seen a consistent pattern of behavior by you that doesn't fit with what you wrote down so we're gonna have to talk about that you're either gonna have to change how the character acts or we're gonna have to change your alignments here are your pluses for doing that here are your minuses for doing that are do you feel comfortable with it as a player it now should drive how you play that character you should the player should think before he just starts slaughtering people if he says i'm playing chaotic good that means i can do whatever or chaotic neutral i can do whatever the hell i want and i'm gonna murder that beggar that asked me for a coin doesn't work that way that's evil and you have to as a player you have to respect that and say i shouldn't yeah. saying i can do whatever the hell i want that's I, I would say that falls under more because then right. that you're just being selfish. Yeah. There isn't any reason why you're doing it. You're just doing it to do it. Yeah. Now, I think that what you're describing is a great system for a TTRPG that focuses or actually gives alignment meaning. And the newer version of D&D, like 5e, there isn't really any meaning to alignment. Yeah. It's just something you write down your character sheet and you never look at again. And I think it's a flaw in the 5e the 5e edition i think they just shouldn't have added it in be and then they shouldn't have then and and i would have disagreed wholeheartedly with that i would have said that's fucking lazy on their part for not doing that they just what's lazier not putting it in or putting it in and then doing nothing with it good point (laughs) like just copying pasting from uh old editions pasting it into fifth edition and then doing nothing and just being like see we threw it in actually that's a really good point um i think the and the focus is on other things as we grow in the additions. So I agree with you that if you're not going to do anything with it, just get rid of it. Don't keep it for the nostalgia effect. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to, if it's just going to be a box on your character sheet, to your point, fucking yeah. get rid of it. I think that. But I think they're missing the boat on a lot of great issues with it. Yeah. Well, what? And we ran through Curse of Strahd. And one of the issues that we came into was you guys were all neutral because, you know, you guys didn't want to play it. Well, actually, we had one neutral good ranger. 
I guess the rest of you guys were like, meh, I don't want to think about my alignment. I'll just click the neutral box. Uh, and then you guys started finding items. It required good yeah. aligned characters. And you guys were like, well, I think we've been doing good in Barovia. Well, I think actually, and I, to that point, and I'll be the first to admit, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I need to be true good. And you called and you're like, what have you done that qualifies you as doing good things? I was like, I wish I had taken notes. <laughs> uh, you remember that one peasant? I didn't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have given him a copper. Yeah, so, and I guess that leads me to kind of maybe part of the argument of this entire thing. I would argue that my character actually probably did start off as neutral mainly because i hadn't played in so long i don't know i'll just click neutral to your point but as the things went along i was playing him as neutral good i was playing you know i clicked neutral because that was the god i picked yeah and as i was moving along i was like yeah i'm actually i'm acting my you're basically acting a counter to all the chaotic neutral people in the yeah, party exactly. like how about we not murder people <laughs> the, 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 remember that troll yeah. I need I need fifty experience point. And the troll hasn't done anything. He's actually like a source of information, almost like an NPC. A and you threw it in there, and they're like, oh, I kept missing. He's running away. I'm gonna shoot him in the back. And I was just like, my character was like, No. What do you mean, no? I'm gonna shoot him in the back. No. Yeah. And we had a big argument about that. But I mean, I would say that my he owned that bridge you guys were crossing. <laughs> fantastic so we should just kill him well no that that's what i'm saying like he had every right to be on his bridge that he made and he was just enacting a small toll and you guys were just like i'm just gonna murder him yeah well that's because he's a troll he can't be good let's just murder him actually it was because someone wanted what the 50 experience yeah. bump level yeah, calling you out there alex <laughs> 50 experience points or something like that away from leveling up but i would say that my character in the strad uh campaign his Moral compass yeah. would be was aligned with good. Mm -hmm. He actually worried about other players and like the troll, for example. There's another example. He did not I guess what's a good way to put it? You know, what I have down is, you know, good would be they are concerned about the welfare of other people. That includes trolls, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the troll is running away. He has done nothing. <laughs> And I don't even remember if he got away. And he guys, did. He oh. did because I stood in front of. I stood in front of. Uh, which one of Alex's eight characters Tyrion. was it? I stood in front of him. and Was just like no. And I remember having. He's like, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm like, that's fine. At point blank range, I have plate, mm -hmm. and if you hit me, then I'm. We're gonna have a problem. <laughs> then I may go a little chaotic on you. And he was just like, fine. And we talked about it for a while afterwards. But the looking at it, I had been playing the character with as a good character. And so I don't think it was too much of a stretch to be like, hey, I wasn't wandering so around. So you clicked the wrong box. I didn't give it enough thought. I'll fully admit that. I did not give it enough thought on how I was going to play it. And again, it developed as I was playing along. Okay. So we made the change. And I needed that magic item. <laughs> <laughs> makes you evil <laughs> as a person yeah <laughs> like, don't penalize my character for my flaws <laughs> so uh one we ha I, we have to do this uh, okay. because everybody does this when they talk about alignment and it's it's in the article okay so you run through the different alignments and you say who's uh, like a def a tech textbook definition ooh. of lawful good well well, well wait Oh, so we are coming up with our own like, yeah, pop so, culture reference? Yes, exactly. Or is it just the cast of Willow? Because <laughs> I would like to put the Eborsisk for all of them. Oh, God. Speaking of, I made the Eborsisk uh, CR10 monstrosity. I will link that in the show notes. Excellent. 
It breathes fire. It does breathe Both fire. Both of its heads can breathe fire independently of each other. So, like, one could just, like, breathe fire on one turn. The other one could breathe fire on the next. I was a little annoyed that you didn't say that their um, original background was a mutated troll, because that's how it happened, but we digress. Oh, I assume that's not how all of them are made. How often do you mutate it? I'm sorry. Well, we well shoot one in the back. I don't know. Maybe that could have turned him into one. That would have been fun, actually. I would have gotten out of the way and been like, hey, yeah, you're fucked. I'm going to walk this other way. So, All right, so, lawful good. Uh, and don't go cheat. <laughs> I wrote my own on what I thought. I gave this actual thought. Now, some of them are going to be like, oh, yeah, you didn't give that any thought. That's everywhere, because it's right. I didn't know we were doing this, so, so I haven't you, thought of any. Top of your head, lawful good. Obi-Wan? I would say neutral. No, no. At you, beginning, I, the beginning, he was good, and and he wanted to fall like oh, uh, the Jedi code. Okay, and then you know what? And you, then he went off the reservation and became neutral. Yeah, you know what? I won't argue. They're your opinions. Prequel Obi Wan. Okay, that, fine. I have Mother Teresa, the better version of the Star Wars. Yeah. I just have straight up Mother <laughs> Teresa. Oh fuck you! <laughs> uh, you're cutting that part out. Never. So Mother Teresa, perfect lawful good. Okay. So I mean that's. I was thinking, you know, fictional characters. You can do anybody. Let's say anybody. All right. And most of mine are fictional. All right. So lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. I don't know. And I have a defined, and I have my own definitions. It's you play by the rules. I would, I would, ideally you would think, I don't know. You tell me. And I'll think of something. I had, and this is interesting. I had Batman. And mainly went with Batman because he won't kill anybody. Okay. Well, I mean, but he's helping other people. Yep. But does killing people make him good? If he did that, he doesn't. Uh, so he's working outside the rules of the. Of and the, exactly, the this is, it was an interesting one. So I'm going to leave that one I, alone. I, I, I can I can totally understand why you disagree on that. You know who's a no- lawful good? You know who and you love to bash. Think superhero. Who's fucking lawful good? All of them. Superman. Mm. Annoyingly lawful good. Annoyingly annoying. Yeah. All right. So I'll give I don't you. Know. I'll give you a pass neutral. on lawful neutral. Lawful evil. Uh Darth Vader. Yay, I did it. I got I had, one. <laughs> I had Lucifer from the TV show. Oh, that's fair. Okay. I mean, I mean, devils are yeah, pretty notoriously. much. Yep. Neutral good. We're going to argue about uh, this so one. Just a good person? Yeah. Well, I had Gandalf. Gandalf. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a celestial angel. He's not. He's a... No, no, he is an angel. No, he's not. He's a he's a pot-smoking wizard. Well, in, in the lore, he is a he is a he's creature. a pot-smoking wizard. Okay, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Level one, neutral, good. I I don't know anything about pop culture. Okay, Neut- I just read books. Neutral, neutral. Me when I DM, <laughs> or at least <laughs> that's what DM should be. Yeah, I have Yoda. Oh uh, yeah, mainly because mm. he he's yeah. Mm. Everything just tastes good to him, pretty much. Just because he was the true person of the force, balance, you have to have perfect balance, neutral. All right. Neutral evil. This is a real person for me. Uh, And I had to live through these years and I was a little older. I have Dick Cheney. (laughs) I don't like, again, that's just no person is just one alignment, which is my problem. No, Dick Cheney just always falls under evil. Okay. Well, chaotic good. Now this was a this was an interesting one. I had two really good ones for this. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of failing on all of these because I can't think of any like because no one is just one set alive. Sure, this this one these two I think are, and I'll just use okay. one. Wait, wait, wait. Can I say chaotic good would be Bruce Willis's character in um, uh, Die Hard? Yes, totally. That's a great one in my yes. opinion. <laughs> I have Doctor I, Who. Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. definitely. 
Oh, okay, good. He try, yeah. he says he's neutral, but he isn't. No, and I liar. <laughs> that's a great one. I want to. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Bruce Willis's character in Die Hard totally cat good. I I don't know about the other movies, but I've only seen like the first two. Yeah, that's all you need to see. Okay. Uh, chaotic neutral. Well, that's ideally where uh, the Time Lords would want to be. Would be. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I guess they'd be more law patrol. Yeah. Chaotic troll. And I have this just because I had just watched the movie. The Cat in the Hat. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. I had uh, Deadpool. Mainly because I just watched it. Oh, I guess I could see that. I don't know. Deadpool's fine. Yeah. And then the last one's Chaotic Evil. And this is pretty much what everybody... I, I, it was, I came right to my brain. And then I, when I was looking around, I was like, everybody put Characters this. at the table when the DM isn't paying attention? Yes, that's exactly it. Heath Ledger's the Joker because <gasps> he's the only Joker. I do love Heath Ledger. So... That everybody writes. He was fantastic in Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, that was that he was so good in that movie. Well, okay, so there we go. There's alignment. I, I'm right. Steven's wrong. I failed on figuring out who's goes where, but again, so I'll leave with this. I think when you are picking your alignment, think of it as more of a Venn diagram, and there are nine uh, circles on this, and then you have like your own circle, and uh, like you just pop it down, kind of in between a bunch of different alignments like you're never just going to be lawful good but you could if you're looking at uh, the alignment chart um you could be lawful good mixed in with a little neutral good and lawful neutral Mm -hmm. you could you know if you you pop it down you could be chaotic evil neutral evil and then true neutral like occasion like but your primary your primary will be whatever fills it up the most like Mm -hmm. like you're primarily chaotic evil or you're primarily lawful good like if you're true neutral, sometimes you're going to do good things. Sometimes you're going to do evil things. And so you, like, right. you're you going to go back and forth between those. Because, like, um, what was it? Uh, second edition, maybe? Uh, uh, where they were describing druids um, had to be neutral. And so one of their uh, things was, like, they would stop, like, a null, uh, a marauding null attack. Okay. But then, um, you know, that's a good thing to do. And then... They would stop. Or if the, the gnolls were starving and just trying to provide well, for their families. Well, yeah, and like, like the the, and then they would stop uh, the army from coming in and wiping out the gnolls into extinction because they're trying to keep balance. You know, like like you're, you're you're probably going to go back and forth between evil and good things. But I will say to any player that's like, ooh, now this is my excuse to be evil. There's still consequences for your action. Yeah, yeah, as as there should be, and I guess. My last thing would be with the evolution of the game and now backgrounds being something that players love. I mean, I leave my background pretty generic because in my opinion, yes, he should have some. Everybody has history. They're not just immediately dropped from the heavens and boop, there's a character. Some people write fucking novels and I don't know how you deal with that as a DM because I'd be like, really? I I was hoping for like, you know, like the wish spell. It needs to fit in one sentence. <laughs> um, you know, I've seen people, I mean, they write like 10 pages worth of background. And I'd be like, yeah, whoa. But if people are going to put that much into their background, they've already developed what their character's alignment is. They've spent a lot of time They've developed multiple points of their alignment. Yeah, they've gone through this history from when they were swallowed as a baby and carried away by a hawk by with two pixies on it. <laughs> How many times are you going to reference Willow in every this? podcast? Uh, now kill me. <laughs> to you know, I think this, that makes you chaotic evil. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> um, so to the point where they are introduced to the other characters, they've spent a lot of time. So 
they've lived within a certain moral and ethical code, and maybe it's developed as they are, but the end product of where they are now should be, their morals and ethics have been clearly defined, so they should have no problem picking an alignment, in my opinion. Uh, Mine are pretty vague. I mean, I'm a paragraph kind of guy. I give a little story, and you look at me, and you'll be like, that's it? Okay. Well, I mean, we can talk about backgrounds. uh, I think that's going to be a conversation for another time. But, like, that is a way of, like, you know, I I don't want to fully develop my character before i've gotten a chance to play and i can adjust their background as needed you know like oh i created a background where he uh you know was a pearl diver but we're in the middle of a desert uh (laughs) i can adjust that yeah it's no good yeah oh uh i guess one last thing i'm right you're wrong no uh what is your alignment chris my alignment has changed over the years because alignment changes. Uh, I would say when I was your age, yeah, I was, I'd like to say chaotic good, <laughs> but I was probably more pure neutral, maybe, maybe chaotic neutral. I'd fall, that bubble would kind of go back and forth yeah. based on your definition of how alignment would work. I, well, I did not grow up. Now I would say I am probably lawful neutral. It happens when you have kids. Okay. Well, I I would say that while I'm DMing, I am lawful neutral because I follow the rules of the game. I would say you're full of shit, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are there and I follow them. Um, for ev- for Malicious, I mean. Yeah, right. To the letter. So for all the people in the various campaign that Steven's uh, running, please leave comments on mm-hmm. what, you, what alignment you think Steven is when he's running your games. I expect comments. Uh, but in, in, in life, I, I, I'm lawful. Yours. I follow the laws and I do the right thing. <laughs> I will let you have that small fantasy. I don't know how you are outside of the times I oh, see. Oh, I'm lawful neutral. But, okay, fine. good. Because I was going to say, but I am immediately texting your wife when we are done. Yeah. <laughs> Probably lawful evil when I'm uh, DMing. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're extremely excited. Yes. Well, I'm extremely, I don't know about you, but I'm extremely excited because we just released or in the next day or two, we'll release our next adventure on the DMs Guild, uh, tentatively titled right now, Lease Revenge. Holy shit, wait, so we're recording this now, so that means that you expect me to have all the edits done, and then after it goes to our editor, do all those edits, <laughs> and then give you time to put all the maps in and make it look pretty? I believe in me. That's a lot of pressure. You'll be okay. Yeah, you believe in you, but <laughs> I didn't hear you believe in me. I believe in me. Yeah, that's let it go on the record that I, Stephen, believe in me. <laughs> Chris, I'm sure you'll be you, you'll I, do you. I want you. I'll to get le- you tacos. I want you to leave that long pause in there. Don't don't delete that one. <laughs> well, if I remember to leave it in there. <laughs> okay, good. So, uh, Leafs Revenge. It's the tentative title right now. Basically. I don't know if Chris wants to describe this adventure or or this one shot or uh yeah how do you want to describe that and since no one believes in me then I uh, know you go ahead okay it. uh so this is a one shot uh, murder mystery basically the characters from the from the previous one or I mean you can easily just like adapt this for like your own thing and you don't even have to go off of leaf and the sport roads or whatnot but basically the characters are invited to a big dinner with the earl of chadbridge the generic fantasy city that we created oliver lloyd uh is very excited to, um to uh calm the people's minds that the the terror in the sewers is no longer there big big celebration with uh several of the important peoples in the city mm-hmm. there uh the characters are summoned invited you know Whatever you need to tell your characters to get their asses up there. He has lots of fancy silverware for them to steal, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> Basically, they go up 
they uh in the middle of dinner the earl is almost murdered almost see that's important because mm-hmm. he still has to pay them and we'll get into the yeah. challenges that i'm running into with that but okay yeah. he is almost murdered uh and basically has five levels of exhaustion which means he can't move he can't do anything he's just extremely weak uh and Timon Beller asks that the characters investigate the man, mm-hmm. that they talk with all the invitees and figure out who done did it. Yep. And then there's yeah. the big bad evil guy battle at the end. Yeah. I mean, and so uh, basically they're like uh, everyone from the central dining room spreads out throughout the house and the characters get a chance to uh, do something a little different than just fighting. They they get to investigate. They get to ask questions. Mm-hmm. If they have, uh, like, if they get stuck somewhere, Timon Beller is always there for them, and he can, uh, basically, he acts as the GM's way of providing hints and clues. Like, oh, well, yeah, we found this thing and this, but we're not really quite sure how it's related. Then he'd be like, hmm. That is a horrible Yoda. It's, mm. <laughs> Sure. What? Yeah, he sounds like Yoda. It does. Ah, I made him sound like a knockoff Yoda, so we wouldn't get sued by Disney. By the mouse. Fear of the mouse. I think they might actually sue more people than Trump does, but that's just sad. <laughs> I really like going to Disney. Disney's fun. I like walking around. Yeah, Disney's a great place. It's just, you know. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I digress, and I yep. know you'll delete this. <laughs> we went to Disney. I have two small kids. Okay. So we went, and this was the time that we went, and they were older. My daughter, we went with my daughter when she was, like, little, and she, like, wore the princess dresses, which is fantastic because I got lots of photos of it, and now that she's At a what teenager. what age do you become too old to wear the princess dresses? Uh, you're looking at me like you're going to be like, I know you have some. So I'm not even going to comment on that. Apparently, it's like for little girls, it was like six. Yeah. Well, like, like, because I've walked around like the wife before and we don't have kids. So we're just we're like the creepy uh, yeah. millennials just walking around. You're just you're the ones carrying beer now that they serve beer in Disney. <laughs> but like, you know, like I saw little kids. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then, like, teenagers and, like, older teenagers. And, like, I couldn't quite decide at what point does it start getting. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't get. And that and that's the magic of Disney. It's just it doesn't get weird. It does get weird. And and there's a difference between, I think, wearing a, a princess dress. And then if you go to Universal and everybody's dressed up with Harry Potter. For some reason, that's, that's socially well, that's acceptable. They're, uh, well, that's because they're. Well, I guess they're all adults. And, or, well, they're teenagers in Harry Potter. And then it's adults that they want to be the prince. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it gets less weird when it's the father also dressed up as a princess with his little girl. Like, yeah, that's not weird. Like, that's just cute. And that, yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's definitely like there's an a line. Age, yeah, there's a line. And yeah. th- and then there's another line that you cross in it, and it, and it becomes less weird. Yeah, no, we. <laughs> well, it's only creepy if it's one dude by himself. Yeah. Anyways, so the story goes: we were a little older. We were walking around. My son could walk around. And my daughter could walk around. And we were in what's the Tomorrowland. We came around this corner, and we were tired. It was hot. I don't know why we went in the beginning of summer, but it was hot. You know, this it was packed. Quick aside: best time to go end of February, beginning of March. Oh yeah, no one's. That's there. when we go. That's yeah. we've been a couple times, and that's you are totally one hundred percent correct. February is a fantastic time. Not Valentine's Day. God no. No. So we turn the corner, and there's this. All right. So there's this family. I think of like. Four, there's the mom crying. There's a baby in a stroller just kind of, like, upset. There's this, like, and the baby's, like, dressed up in a princess dress, no less. There's this little boy that I could was probably, like, six. He's crying, and the dad is just yelling at them. And now, this it's packed. 
and there's this probably 10 foot bubble around this family and the dad's just yelling at him he's like we're gonna have fun this place is for fun happiest place on earth i want you to have fun and it was just like holy shit whenever i gone to disney there's always that one family that's awesome. screaming about having fun it was awesome so the rest the whole rest of the trip if somebody said something i'd be like we're here to have fun and we just use it the whole time just to like diffuse any stress we were having because it gets it gets tiring the most magical place in the world it has a bit of stress no yeah it was so that that made our trip anyways back to leaf yes <laughs> that'll all get deleted i'm sure I only delete the uninteresting things. Okay. And if so, we go off on a tangent for That's long. why my voice is in there at all. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, let's let, let's not get bogged down in too many details. But to your point, it's a murder mystery. Yep. And uh, going forward, spoilers. So, if if you don't plan on running it or... No, well, do not well, do not say who did did it. No. No. Stop. We won't. I'm not going to say who did it. I'm just like, like, if you plan on being a character in like this, you know, baby, don't listen to it. Yeah. Well, I thought we were going to get into too many details. I thought we were going to talk about challenges, things we found oh, interesting. Uh, listen at your own risk. At your own risk. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Or, you know. If or come back. Yeah. Or if you're one of those people that likes to read the books and then go in and be like, well, I know what it is, but my character doesn't. And that's why you're like, yeah, so that's why your character is acting it out like you, like he knows what's going on. I'm going to add that to our podcast topics. People what? who read the hardcover ahead of time. I don't understand why you do that. Nope. Nope. That's a topic for another day. Good. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So. Okay, first off here, no, I won't give the spoiler. Um, it's not the butler. So, <laughs> this is my shocked face. Yeah. Uh, I think we we did the, we just did the the first playthrough with our group on <laughs> It's Friday. the butler. They yeah. were immediately first thing, butler. It's the butler. I'm like, oh, the God. earl is choking on his own like like choking on something like his throat's like constricted completely and their first thing is, "Where's the fucking butler?" <laughs> It's like the butler's running to his side. It's like, (laughs) kill the butler. (laughs) Kill the butler. It's like, oh boy. And before we go any farther, if you're going to run this, please don't allow anyone to play a bard. Why not? Do you not remember what happened in our party? No, apparently not. Our bard character who says, well, this is what all bards are like. We are in at the point where we find the, the party found out we did it. I was playing and I just basically was taking notes so that we could make some adjustments. And my character, all he did was like, oh, he walks up and hits things. And when we, you and you could. But our bard seduced one of the, oh. ser- the, the serving girls and took her back to her chambers at the climactic scene of the thing and we're like great we have to wait because the bar is stupid cat getting his dick wet he was a <laughs> jesus chris <laughs> what? i'm deleting part of this <laughs> <coughs> i made myself laugh so hard i coughed there's a, <laughs> there's there's a, a fine point so there's, there's there's you're okay with the cursing but i just crossed the line is that yeah. what you're telling me yeah all right so he seduced the maid and took her back to her chambers for five minutes of bliss is that better i mean that's over exaggerating it a bit okay (laughs) so um so no bards uh yeah 
So you should play a bard, Chris. Oh, God, no, I don't want to play a bard. Bards and monks. I played a bard when when uh when I was a kid. I actually went to camp and it was one of those camps where you took like it was set up like as a college kind of thing. So you would take like two classes in the morning and two classes in the afternoon. And I took a I had one that was a double in the afternoon. It was D and D. Yeah. So you got to play four hours of D&D. And it was like a college student like running it. It was awesome. And I played a bard. The only time I played a bard. It was cool. Nice. So, but it, I think the playthrough went well. Yeah. I and, and I used it a lot as a way to figure out how I should set up the documents for uh, when it comes to mm-hmm. designing it. I, I have a background in graphic design and layout design and that type stuff. And it really helps for me when laying out these documents to figure out what do I need to grab and uh, put so that it's easy to find things, easy yeah. to like flip through like the sections. Because if you're going to print it out, like you need to like, okay, I'll have my paper over here. And then I'll have this paper with all the NPCs over here. Or so if ba- you're just going to have like a tablet, like you can easily just like yeah. uh, scroll through whatever pages you So that the and- players who are running this don't have to listen to the DM like you do. Just you mean the yelling. DM running this? Yeah, yelling. Thank you. Yelling at the book. I remember when we ran Strahd, you just yelled at the book about how stupid the layout was. <laughs> and it was just like you're yelling at a book. Well, but I, you're, to, your, to your credit, you were right. I also yell at. Um, uh it's king's thunder okay good i'm running that for an, an, another group and um yeah <laughs> yeah i don't but there's different reasons why i'm running yelling at the book for that one <laughs> okay good so so yeah so i think you know and it's we learned a lot from druid in the sewers when we did the run through and i think we got some good feedback from the people that uh that were the playtesters of course and we put some of that in there we haven't really gotten much back from anybody this time and i think mainly it was because it is a different it's a different kind of adventure i mean it really is the when when i was when i've been writing it i the way i describe it when someone asked me it's like doing a puzzle while playing a game of clue there's things you need to figure out but it is a point where you're like oh it was this person and this is where they did it and this is how they did it because you got to figure out those three pieces you got to figure out not only who the person is but by figuring to figure out how they did it where it happened and what they used yeah and 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 part of the way that we worked with like that clue system is uh the it's going to be broken out where all of the uh rooms are uh, on like the same group of pages together and then below below each room description are clues that can be found in the room Mm -hmm. and they each have a different dc set for them like if we uh just picking a random one like the kitchen there are three different clues that they can find in this room there's a dc 10 dc 15 dc 20 um and each one has a different uh, clue that can be found with that investigation <laughs> except i changed that on your list so well that's fine <laughs> yeah because based on the well and see that's some of the chat that was some of the that yeah go well two things one good luck with the layout i'm glad you have the background in that because i i'm looking at it and it's like okay so i'm failing at my puzzle because <laughs> i hate puzzles um and i'm just like i don't know how to put this together and that's the puzzle piece when i said that it's how to make how to, n- not how to put the pieces together so much only in the adventure but the layout so yeah. that it works so someone a dm reading this going is going fuck this it's too hard i i have to flip back and forth and now the layout portion of it is almost as important as the story itself so it makes it easy for the dm to run 
Yeah, and and there'll be a, a bunch of different things like you know the rooms will uh, be numbered on the uh, the, uh, the the map, mm-hmm. um, and also what you can do is we'll provide a map that doesn't even have numbering on the rooms, and so you can just give that to your players and be like, all right, here's what the ground floor looks like. Okay. Uh, the, like and it won't show like secret doors or anything like that, and like they can tell you, oh, I want to go to this room and figure out what's there. Right. And then we're also going to design a player handout, which will have a list of names of everyone there. Um, yeah. and they can write down information that they learn about it because it's hard, uh, like balancing, like, cause you're going to have a lot of NPCs that you're working mm-hmm. with and it's going to be hard for them to remember who said what, who did what, what clues pointed to where. Right. The, yeah. And depending on your group, this might, I mean, we're, we ran this as a one shot, but it might take them one or two sessions to fully kind of go through it. And so if, I mean, if, if they're being very, um, you know, methodical and uh trying to uh, take it extremely seriously i could see it taking them potentially two sessions if you run shorter sessions Mm -hmm. and they're going to need that handout to remember all the clues that they found right yeah the runtime for this uh, i don't know my notes but fell right i think at three hours and 45 minutes and we they got about what halfway through talking to people and one person was just like this person did it. And I, yeah. I don't know if it was more of a guess or they had put some, I think it was a combination of a guess and they put some pieces together. They, yeah. they kind of thought it through and they were just like, yeah, and it can't hurt if I accuse them. Yep. So they went forward and did that and it worked out. And, you know, like to your point, if they wanted to talk to every single person in detail and visit every single room, you can spend, there's rooms where you just walk in and you're like, hmm, okay, we investigate, nothing there. But there's rooms where you can spend a fair amount of time trying to figure things out mm-hmm. and interacting with the NPCs. Yeah, and and you can adjust how many clues uh, like your party needs, but um, before you're like, yeah, the person, uh, the big bad, uh, is going to uh, attempt fleeing the Correct. situation. Like that is compl- like if your if your party is like, oh, we're just gonna have fun. <laughs> we're just here for a few drinks, and you know, we're we're having fun with our friends and whatnot, and. You know, like we find like two or three clues, but we're having a lot of fun. Like that can be enough where Timon Beller's like, I, I, I think we have enough information. Let's go uh, yeah. know, talk to this person. Or maybe your group is like, we need all of the clues. And even then we need more. It's like, and then, you know, like at the end of uh, the clue, the movie, like you get them all into like one big <laughs> room. And oh. yeah, it's that. So you, <laughs> it, you, it really, it, it varies based off of your, your group. And, and there's a lot of, um, there's going to be a lot of uh, improving that you'll you'd have to do as a DM. So you either it seems like parties you will either go straight murder hobo or you have like a party full of those people that take fucking you know three days to run through one level of Super Mario because they're looking for every single secret door and you know pipe to go down. And sounds blah, blah, like blah. you prefer being a murder hobo. No, uh, not remember. I'm lawful. Well, okay. Anyways, but uh, so. The map of the manor has a bunch of different rooms in there, a bunch of different clues that can be found. And then we also have um, a uh, descriptions of all of the NPCs. Um, we realized when running it that we had uh, one or two too many, so we've uh, culled that, uh, we've trimmed that a little bit. And of course, for your games, you're welcome to add in more or take out a couple of NPCs, what, whatever you are uh, as the dm is comfortable running with because this is a lot of role playing and interacting and uh, remembering silly voices but i do have to ask you never get rid of xavier lloyd he is my favorite character that we created he is uh the son of oliver lloyd and he likes to think that he uh is a uh, an orc and he has little prosthetic tusks that he like fits into his mouth and he plays 
orc heavy metal bard music. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sure. He's my favorite. I couldn't tell. <laughs> but yeah, like like he's he's one of the red herrings. Like, oh, well, if it wasn't the butler, it's probably his weird son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who was just like, life is pain. And then has like spoken word and things like that, you know. Yeah, you had a great I time acting a, that one out. I made a bard that was a uh, a fatalist, like, <laughs> and so like I reflavored all of his spells. Like Tasha's hideous laughter would just be him doing his spoken word. Oh God, I worry about you sometimes. <laughs> I really, really do. Uh, and like people are just like falling down laughing at his spoken. That's why they're prone and <laughs> incapacitated. He literally bores them into incapacitation. Yeah. So yeah. I, th- there were different. Ch- this adventure presented a whole set of different cha- challenges to write, and by that I mean when you're doing druid was more traditional dungeon dive. dungeon dive, right? And so for that, you're you're working on how many monsters do I have? How many encounters are there going to be in each encounter? How many creatures are going to be there? Is the CR too high? Are there, is the number too high? Is it too low? Is it too? You go back and forth with those kind of issues. Yeah. For this, it's been trying to make sure all the pieces kind of fit together, but by clues, car- uh, NPC comments, um, you know, physical clues, verbal c- clues. You know, we ran into something where something, you know, one of the characters is under the effects of something but how does that tie into something else that i mean you run I, I you run into these walls with like ooh that doesn't make sense because this happened it's not because oh that monster's too powerful it's that those pieces don't seem to mesh now my brain doesn't work very well so then i ask you and you're just like oh do this i'm just like fuck you i hate you um well and, and to be fair i've, I've run uh, a murder mystery type game before because uh, I took inspiration from Murder on Oriental Express, which I had every intention of watching before I ran this session, but I didn't. You didn't watch it? No. I, I watched it about five months later. Well, you did a pretty good job because nice. I, I was there with that. I yeah. ran through that one and yeah, it was pretty good. And all I did for uh, my NPCs there was just have like a paragraph of information about them, but otherwise I just improv the entire thing. Right. We knew. Um... <laughs> Anyways, but it was still, it was a lot of fun. Why are you... <laughs> the, so another issue was, or at least I found, when doing the descriptions of not so much the rooms, but the NPCs is how much information to give. Uh, you want, you want them to have a basic description. So yeah. you, you get the feeling of who they are and then. And then something to entice them to investigate further. Correct. Or find something to investigate. Like. You're in the kitchen. Cool. Yeah. I, I have nothing to investigate. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, there, and that's the thing. You, you, I didn't want to write too much because then you just delete it. <laughs> but you want to give enough information so that when you were like, okay, we're going to, they're going to, common sense would be, which, you know, players have none of. Common sense is, okay, I gave a description. They're going to investigate X, Y, and Z so that I've got to figure out, oh, it's an investigation check. Oh, it's a, nature check oh it's that to go through but if you give them too much it's gonna take forever so there seemed to be a balance that you would have to uh am i boring you there seems to be needed to be a balance and it was a challenge but as as writing has gone on i think we found a a pretty decent balance so that there's enough information that they can see what they're supposed to be doing on the next 
what they're supposed to be looking for and looking at. And then to your point earlier on the NPCs, there's enough information so that you have the DM has the flavor of what the character should be, but gives him enough leeway so that they can improv their way through and have some fun with it also. Sound fair? Yeah. And you wrote the ending without me. <laughs> well, <laughs> because we hadn't gotten to the part we were running it and you're like, oh, it's 1 a.m. I should probably put that in. Yeah, well, I, I had sorry, an idea. Midnight. I had an idea as to what the ending would be. Anyways. I just didn't want to tell you so I could surprise you when we ran through it. Yeah, that's exactly what. It's because you don't like my writing. It's because um, I don't trust you. Yeah, that I get it. You only Who do you only trust? And you were surprised and yelled at me. Well, it worked out. I didn't yell at you. Yeah, well, I think I yelled at you. Okay, I yelled at you. So yeah, uh, we're at a point now where... Let's do now. I've got to get in a couple more npc descriptions with a little more detail couple more verbal clues you're gonna go through it and probably add another page and a half of xavier lloyd um but yeah actually i'm not it seems like we're in a good space surprisingly enough i was a little concerned but between the stuff you wrote before we ran through it the notes we had on when we ran through it and the stuff we're adding now yeah i think we can actually Get it to the person who will be editing it Are for you us. Telling the podcast people. This? Yes, yes, I am. So they can be excited. So yeah, yeah, I we dragged our feet on it for a while. I'd say is is fair. We I took, disagree. It, it took a while for it to the idea was there, but to put it into a physical form took a little while longer. I think you had a vision, and I think I had a vision of what it would be, and they didn't quite yes i am boring him people um yeah, just, i went to sleep at 2 a.m last night and woke up at eight that's your own fault um spending all that house money weren't you preparing for my new campaign Fantastic. yeah that i'm not invited to you were invited you just chose not to be there well i have a life <laughs> the i don't think how we both visioned it was the same no the visions the are always different so i think it took a little while to come together but once it we started gaining some speed i feel like it's really starting to move forward and Target date then would be what? End of the month? Beginning of? Yes, uh, when the next, well, when you guys are hearing this podcast. Hopefully. So okay. two weeks. Well, we also have to. Week and a half. No, week and a half. As of when we're recording this podcast. Right. So it really comes back to getting the edits back and getting them done. And then the layout, which <laughs> for you, which would be, you will just take, you know, you'll do it. We'll not be happy with it. Do it again. Not be happy with it. And I'm just working off how we did it last time. Working on it, not be happy with it. Work on it and just be like, fuck it, it's good enough. Um, versus if I was doing, if I was trying to do it, it would be released in 2022. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, it should be out. And then we are planning on a third. final third piece. Yeah. So, well, um, we're excited to uh get this one released and uh it should be out the same day that this podcast goes out or at least the next day or so i'll throw that link into the show notes and then we do have plans on finishing up leaf uh so that uh, uh it, you can run it as like a a small trilogy or mini mm -hmm. arc inside of your campaign but basically uh tracking leaf out into the forest outside of chadbridge and most and uh not quite sure what the flavor of that adventure will be like you know because we have uh, more of like a small dungeon dive we have a murder mystery what is the final piece yeah. we've got to figure that piece out um so yeah. I, get excited or don't i mean I, I, can't, I can't tell you what to do i hope i hope you guys uh get a chance to read through it even if you don't run it you know hopefully it helps uh provide inspiration for you and your own home games and uh yeah well we've had a lot of positive feedback on it i think i mean yeah, yeah. we've gotten i one of the hardest things on DMs Guild that we experienced with this and that I've seen 
and talk to a lot of people about is getting people to write reviews. Yeah, so if if you download it, you like it, leave a review. Yeah, and if you didn't like it, recommend it to your enemies. <laughs> so, you know, and granted the this was a pay as you go and the, pay what you want. Pay what you want, pay as you go. Which should be a pay as you go. Pay nothing on the first one, but you have to pay for this one. Every word you read, yeah. another penny. And, and that's an argument that can be for another time, too. The whole, should you release something as pay what you want, or should you charge for it? I've read a lot about that in the, the process of learning about how to do this. Um, but I'm a fountain to my people. If my people wish to throw coins into this fountain, go for it. I'm a capitalist at heart, so I like money. Uh Oh, wow. As of this right now, we've had 316 downloads. Nice. So I know that's not a lot compared to some of the other this big things. This is for the first. For the first, Druid and Source. I know it's not a lot compared to some of the big time things you see on there, but it was our first publication. We did spend a lot of time on it, but we didn't really, you know, we didn't have a guideline of what we what to expect. So I'm quite happy with this. And I'd like to build off of it. Um, it correct me if I'm wrong, but we are doing a, another pay as you want for this. Yeah, yeah, this will be pay as you want. Good, 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 good. And just wanted to make sure that you <laughs> we're on the same page. A hundred dollars, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the adventures pay pay what you want. If you have a extra dollar to spare, we would. I mean, yeah, I would really like to be able to afford tacos. I'm getting after this. Shut up! You just <laughs> sold the house. Um, Don't tell him that. You won't feel sorry. You for me. did in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. They- I'll be honest with you, and I have fun writing them. You know, it's a challenge a little bit, but it's nice to flip back and forth between writing the articles and doing something that's a, you feel is like a tangible, it's like building something, you know? It used to be the old adage, like, well, what do you make? And people would be like, oh, well, you know, I'm a bricklayer, or I'm a, I'm a chef, or blah, 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 blah. And now you hear a lot of old timers, that's not me, complain that, you know, oh, well, people don't make anything. They sit at offices and don't do anything. Well, you know. I like making something. The articles are fun, but this feels like we're making something. So that that excites me. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. You are? Okay. Uh, oh, and uh, one last dig on Stephen. So in conjunction with this, I would say we, but I am not allowed to have any input on it. Stephen has been working on a campaign, a much, much larger campaign. You can have input. You just can't write anything. <laughs> You guys see what I have to deal with here? My feelings aren't taken into account at all. Yeah. Yeah. I am working. Talk about it. I am working on in. Oh, Lord. One sec. I got to pull out my. uh, And there's a. If you go to the website, there's a weekly diary uh, that is kept by Stephen. Campaign diary under the adventures page. And only Stephen. Exactly. Yeah. That. If I could block you from ever editing any page. On the adventures section, I would. That is detailing. Why am I? Why am I giving you props for this when all you do is insult me? <laughs> that uh, tells you how wh- the progression of the thought process of developing this, and it's pretty interesting. I actually do read this, and if you have a chance, check it out. And I, what are you targeting for at the end of the year for that? Yeah, well, I'm targeting at the end of the year to have hopefully it all laid out, prettyified, and up on the DMs Guild. Now, I get it. You're right. Right now, what you're doing is all mechanics. Yes, I'm writing mechanics and a little bit of the background story. Which I is think. why you're not letting me touch it. So, uh, <laughs> so we, we haven't said what it is. It is an... 
Uh, according to the first article that I wrote, it is an open-world, exploration-driven campaign in an uncharted archipelago. Uh, it is a randomly generated uh, uh, adventure. Basically, your your party is on a boat ship, sorry, ship, and they are going off into an uncharted archipelago. Mm-hmm. the The way you find islands and like island hopping is based off of uh, characters using their navigation navigational skills. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there's a bunch of dice rolling to to determine where islands are in this uncharted campaign. I'm and I'm basing this map off of the uh, incarnate maps, and so it's a it's been a lot of fun writing it. There's uh, I've learned new tips and tricks for being a GM, like weather and um, counters and things like that. So it, it it it's been a lot of fun. And if you are into the making of type adventure type things to give ideas for your own adventures i would definitely recommend reading it yeah. every every wednesday a new article goes out they're pretty short articles just talking about the mechanic that i'm working on and how it would work with inside of the adventure so you're going to get all that done and then make me write descriptions for 50 islands is that what's going to happen see you do have an input chris uh, except i'm sorry 49 islands and then you are writing. I'll the, write one of them and then claim they're all yeah, mine. No, it, and I here's the one you're gonna write, and it's gonna be six pages long, and it's gonna be the island of the kobolds. See, <laughs> no, no. What what I'll do so that people know which ones you wrote, I'll put a star next to the ones you write, and then for mine, I'll put five stars. <laughs> I'm running this, and I'm you're sinking, writing it. Uh, no, I'm running this when it comes out. I want to. Oh, okay. I want you to be the. You're DM. gonna be the DM. No. Yes, even better. No, you said you're horrible, running it. Yeah, I know that's a horrible idea. Um, all right, how about I want to play this? Okay, and I am just gonna go full pirate and sink the boat, sink every boat. And I know the reason. I I'm mean, saying, you can. This the reason that you're saying this is because is the next one to be on morale. The next. Uh, no, one the, of the next w- one is uh, that will be going out the seventeenth. Is about getting lost in the ocean. That seems bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> eventually, we're going to talk about morale and stuff. But yeah, okay. uh, we'll. we'll, we'll we're slowly working on things. So, Leaf will be out hopefully next week. Uh, Probably, I would say. At the time of the podcast yeah. release, Leaf will, uh, Leaf's Revenge, tentative title, um, will be out. Uh, we'll have um, the Exorn, correct? Will have yes, been out the, most, the previous week. The most unloved creature. Underutilized, I'd say. Both. They're very interesting creatures. In Dungeons uh, and Dragons. Because they're so fucking ugly. Yeah. Anyways, yes. So, you'll yep. link that. So, that'll get linked. Um, you know, more homebrew has been happening on both of our pages. Uh, you released a fantastic article on don't suck up to me now being a brown coat from Firefly and Serenity because you have a weird problem. Really? Yeah, addiction. I do, but then again, the person I talk to every session is your wife about this. So, wow, <laughs> I didn't say she didn't have a weird obsession <laughs> with it either. Uh, so yeah. Uh, to that point, if there's anything like just like the kits that Steven's been doing, which are fantastic, people love the kits more than they love subclasses, um, and they are really cool, by the way. Tools, not not Tools. like loadout kits from yeah. way back when AD and D, right? Like the Barbarian kit. <sighs> nah, I'll link that one too. Yeah, Tinker Tools. Uh, That's not out yet. I know. Healer's kit is the Healer's one that's kit, coming out. Brewer supplies. Healer's uh, kit just came out, right? Correct. Yes. So. Check those out. If you have any ideas for maybe a subclass you think would be cool, just 
drop us a comment because I'm kind of focusing on those right now. And yeah, I think that does that do it today. That is the end of our rambling conclusion. That didn't make much sense. None at all. Uh, so hey, so we never get our opening right. We can never remember. We can never remember who we are and what our we're the no end here the podcast the only and official podcast of the dumpstad adventures oh great so you get it at the ending but you don't get it at the beginning so well now no one's listening to us because you're taking too long to close this podcast out okay so the other thing we never get right is hey steven what's our twitter uh stat underscore dump stat dump i'm so proud of you and we have a reddit which is oh yeah dump underscore stat (laughs) twitter that someone else had already taken dumb stat so asshole uh yeah so there we go that's pretty much everything and steven say goodbye no we're not saying bye goodbye i just why they don't need us to say goodbye to them we're not tucking them into bed at night you are i'm i'm changing it just lawful evil all the time can i just be chaotic evil no you have too much structure oh damn